Open Sunday today. This began uh, after our first year as a church uh, celebrating our one year anniversary. But it has turned into so much more. And that's just the way it is. Anytime the Lord leads you into something, if you follow him all the way through with it, it'll turn into a lot more than what you had in mind to start with. To celebrate means to show that an an event or an occasion is important by doing something special or enjoyable. Well, that's what we're, we're doing that. To celebrate means to make known publicly to proclaim and praise widely. And so we are making a great big public proclamation and declaration and demonstration that God, our God, is a great big good, good God. Hmm? That's the main thing. We won't demonstrate it today. Anybody agree with me on that? God is a, a great, he's real and he's a great big and he's a good, good father. He's a good God. We're thankful that, did you see the, the, the video there of, of the little bit of recap of history? We're thankful that we're still here. You know, a lot of churches have closed their doors before 12 years, right? Have closed their doors for other reasons. And uh, we're not just barely hanging on or trying to survive. We're thriving. And we give God thanks for that. Did you you see all those projects? We're thanking God today that every project. Oh, somebody say every, every. Every project the Lord has helped us to begin, we're finished. Hallelujah. Sometimes quicker than we thought and sometimes beyond what we thought. Oh, the goodness of God to provide, to protect. He's kept us. We want everybody to know he did it. He did it. And so we're thanking God for that. We're thanking God. And we're celebrating his goodness to us. But I want to ask you a question and answer it. And I'm going to read a scripture to you. What does God celebrate? What does he rejoice over and celebrate? I want you to notice this. In the gospel account of Luke and the 15th chapter. They'll put it on the screen for us. In Luke 15... I'm going to read some verses to you. you got time, right? Huh? You don't have to think about making lunch. You don't have to go anywhere. Huh? Got your eats. Got your food. Got your fellowship. Got your fun. Got your gifts right here all day. Is that right? So you're in no hurry. You're not going anywhere. Good. In Luke 15:1, let's let's we're going to read several verses, so just keep going here. Then drew near to him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. 
And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured and they said, this man receives sinners and eats with them. (laughs) And all the religious folks said, oh, no, not sinners. You know, uh, on another occasion Jesus talked about, he said, it's not the, the, the healthy that need a doctor. It's the sick that need a doctor. Right? And so Jesus fellowshiped and and, uh, was around and had contact with and dealings with people that the religious hierarchy wouldn't even talk to, wouldn't even spend any time with. And uh, keep going. In verse uh, 3, he spoke this parable to them. He said, what man of you having a hundred sheep If he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost till he finds it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. Everybody say rejoicing. And he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors to them and he says, rejoice with me because I have found my sheep which was lost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say to you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. What does God celebrate over? What does God himself rejoice over? When somebody comes to him, when somebody comes back, it's party time. It's celebration Sunday Monday, Tuesday, whatever it is, with him. How many think it would be rude if God is celebrating and you don't join the party? You don't join the celebrations. You hang out like, ah, whatever, you know, yeah, all right, another rascal came in. No, if he's celebrating, you should be celebrating. (laughs) Come on now, come on now. The master looks at you and he goes, isn't this wonderful, Tim? And you go, I guess. (laughs) No, you don't. I said, no, you don't. You celebrate with him. If he says it's a big deal, it's a big deal. When you see it right, nobody will have to prompt you. Keep reading. He said, I say to you that There'll be joy in heaven. Joy in heaven over one sinner that repents more than the 99 just persons that need no repentance. So they have celebration in heaven. And his will is that his will be, his plan is that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I think some folks, it's going to be a shock to their system when they get to heaven because they don't know how to party. They're just too, too, too grouchy and, and too stuck and too staid. And, you know, we don't, not, we don't want that to be the case. So we need to uh, get freed up now. So, so today is practice day for heaven. Right? Get loosed up. <laughs> you don't want heaven to be a shock to you. <laughs> 
He said, either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doesn't light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together. And what does she say? Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Hallelujah. Likewise, he says it again. I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. Somebody comes in, comes to God. Somebody comes back to God. And it makes God happy. And Jesus is happy. Come on, how you listening? And the angels are happy. And there's rejoicing. And he gives more illustration of it and details of it in this next account. He said, this all flows together. A certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And he divided unto them, both of them, his living. Not many days after the younger son gathered all together, took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. How many know that time down here and resources are precious? It's a foolish thing to waste it. Isn't it? These days are clicking by. Soon and very soon our life will be over. We'll be out of here. So every day, the time we have and the resources and the opportunities we have, we ought not waste a one. They're precious. But he wasted this. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine which is a low point for a Jewish boy. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave to him. So he has hit hard times. When you're looking in the pig trough, and you're thinking, you know, that ain't that bad. (laughs) That's a pretty good piece of cornbread right there. (laughs) That's, That's hard times. And when he came to himself, you know, one preacher preached it like this. He said he, he, he ran out of money and, and then he pulled off his ring and he sold that and he pulled off his shoes and he sold that and, and, he, and he pulled off his coat and he saw it and he pulled off his shirt and he, he came to himself. <laughs> Do you know some folks have to get real low before they come to their self? They try to live in this imaginary daydream existence. You know, the whole world around us, the ungodly world, is a phony life. It's a life of pretending and imagination and fantasy. It's not real. People try to imagine, but no matter how much they try to make that be their life, it's just it can never happen because it's not real. But God is real. I said God is real. This is real. What we have today is real, real, genuine, and good. He came to himself. He said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? And here I am starving. I'm perishing with hunger. All the folks that work for my daddy, they eat good. I will arise. I'll go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I'm no no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. Now, friend, 
said he arose and came to his father. This, I get as excited about this right here as about anything. Because this is where this young man's life was saved. Come on, can you see this? Faith is a choice. And honesty involves humility. There are so many that are too proud to do this. Aren't they? They wouldn't go home. They wouldn't admit they were wrong. They wouldn't admit they messed up if they starved to death there in the pig pen. Pride. And for what? For what? To say, I maintain my pride? Hmm? Is that something to be glad about? Because you died in a stinky pig pen and, and was robbed of your life to maintain your pride? Pride is ugly. Pride is ignorant. Pride is of the enemy. It's something you and I should despise. There's not a one of us that hadn't needed to humble ourselves at some time and say, I was wrong. Hmm? I was wrong. You were right. They were right. I was wrong. And I, I'm acknowledging it, and I want to come back. Hmm? I want to come. This is what sets off celebration in heaven. I want somebody to say it around here. I'm not too proud to admit when I'm wrong, to admit when I've missed it, and to ask if I can come back. Hmm? That's how lives are saved. When I say life, I mean relationships, families, ministries, calls, your whole life that was going off the precipice into darkness and destruction. How many understand this young man, when he left father's house and he went this way, he got further and further from the plan of God. And if he had kept going this way, he would have been completely destroyed, wouldn't he? But when he stood up and he was willing to humble himself and he was willing to say, I don't care. I'm going home. I've had all this I want. Right? I'm going home. And I know I don't deserve a thing. And they don't owe me to take me back. And I don't, I don't expect to have the same place I had when I was there before. But I'm just, I'm just going to go back and say, Daddy. I could use some groceries. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so he got up and he came to his father. Come on, can you see what a life-changing, miraculous thing this is when anybody will look up from the lowest place and say, I'm, I will repent. I'll humble myself and come back. And so he arose and he came to his father. When he was yet a great way off, his father saw him. And had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Did you know the devil is a liar? And he'll always tell you they don't want you. They don't want to see you back. And if you did come back, dear me, they're going to preach to you for the next six months. They're going to upbraid you. They're going to braid, upbraid you. Yeah, or some kind of braid. And they're going to tell you how stupid you were. I told you, I told you, and I told you. You don't know that. I said you don't know that. 
Do you think this was different than how this young man thought it was going to go? He's got his speech all prepared and he's thinking it's going to go this way. But uh, God in people can be more gracious than you imagine that they would be. They can be more kind. I'm talking about uh, believers and Christian people especially. They can be more kind than you thought. They can be more forgiving. They can be, be quicker to let go of the past. Uh, and, and, and if God deals with them, they've repented. Sometimes there's no need to talk about it. There's no need to get into all of it. It can go much better than you imagined. His father came, had compassion, ran, fell on his neck and kissed him. The son said, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight. How many know you don't need to make excuses for stuff? You need to call sin, sin. And when you blew it, say you blew it. Don't make excuses. I've sinned against heaven in your sight. I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Now he's, he's ready to go on into some other things. Just make me like your hired servant. But the father didn't let him finish his little speech. He interrupted him. And he said, bring forth the best robe. (laughs) In God's celebration, there's nice things involved. Things. Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Everybody say robe. Nice robe. Ring. Nice ring. Shoes. Nice shoes. Now somebody coming by the road today and they see all this stuff down there, they might think we're having some kind of a flea market or some kind of sale or exchange. Or No, it's none of that. It's none of that. Everything here is a free gift. Everybody say free gift. Free gift. Say it out loud. Free gift. Free gift. A lot of folks don't understand that concept. Even if they give you something, they're going to ask for something in return later on. Huh? But with God, He really does give free gifts. Salvation is a free gift. Jesus was given to us Freely, The Bible said, if God didn't spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? The Holy Spirit is free. Jesus paid for it, so it's free to us. Our healing is free to us. Somebody say free. Free. Free, free. free doesn't mean cheap. Doesn't mean cheap. And so in celebration of somebody coming back, the Father bestowed gifts, gave gifts, gave precious things, expensive clothes, expensive jewelry, nice shoes. He killed the fatted calf. So we've got the very best beef you can get. We've got the very best uh of clothes and shoes and jewelry. And we, he said, let us uh, eat and be merry. And they had music and they had dancing. And the music was loud and the dancing was loud. You could hear it. The older son heard it way before he got to the house. How many think we ought to do the same? Huh? People coming to God. People coming back to God. 
and celebration and gifts and eating and music and dancing. How many see it all right here? Right right here in the scripture. Can you see it all right here? Because God is a good God. See, there's so many people in in this world that believe lies about God. They think he's just a hard, hard judge that's unapproachable, unknowable, too high and pure and holy to have any even contact with us. That's why those religious guys were shocked that Jesus would have anything to do with sinners. But Jesus is demonstrating the Father God's character and desire. He doesn't approve of sin. He's not going to condone your sin. He's not going to tell you that it's right. But he will receive you. No matter how far down in the pig trough you got. Right? No matter how far off and rebellious and wrong and disobedient you were. All you got to do is look up and say. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And when you do. It won't just be him berating you for day after day and bringing up your failures and mistakes to you. You will get hugs. I said you will get hugs. And you'll get nice clothes. And jewelry. And shoes. Come on, am I reading scriptures or not? And celebration. That's who he really is. That's who God really is. How many think the world needs to know this God? And when they see this God, they'll come a-running from the north, south, east, and west, old and young, and from every walk of life. We should demonstrate His goodness in everything that we do. Let's keep reading this. Let's start back with the verse we left off there. Anybody remember? Bring hither the fatted calf. Kill it, let us eat and be merry. This my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Hallelujah. You know, it sounds like God likes to party. Doesn't it? We keep seeing this. Rejoice, rejoice, be merry. And the elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. He heard the dancing too, I guess. I reckon they were clogging or something, man. I mean, it was, they were kicking up some dust, right? The music and dancing. You know, it's, it said there's some groups that think you're not even supposed to have music or, 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 or dancing ever. They think the only thing about church should be like this. Well, that means they don't know him. How many believe the Bible is revealing to us what he's really like? Right? All this other stuff is just religious junk that men have come up with. Now, yeah, you don't want to be disrespectful. But being respectful is not the same as being sad. Huh? You don't have to be depressed to show respect. He called one of the servants. He said, what's going on over there? And he said, your brother has come. And your father has killed a fatted calf because he's received him safe and sound. He was angry and wouldn't go in. So the father, his father came out and entreated him. 
He said, Father, lo, these many years I've served you. I never transgressed your commandment any time. You never gave me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. Now, we see things involved. We see food. We see clothes. We see jewelry, shoes. And today, we have these tents full of these things, and there's sewing going on. And some people try to say, well, things are not important. Well, they are only of temporary use. Nothing down here is of any permanent value. None of it. Everything down here, every, even every uh, car, house, every possession is like a gallon of milk. It's got a date on it. Right? And soon and very soon, it's going to be rusting, rotting, decaying, being destroyed. And what's going on here today is not just that people went and cleaned out their junk that they thought about throwing away and decided, no, I'll bring it to celebration. No, 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 no. This is not just spring cleaning stuff that we didn't want anymore. Is everybody listening? No. People have spent money, bought new things, brought their best. Is that right? And this seed is important. Now listen. Don't go try to get a bunch of stuff that you're going to take and try to sell. And make money off of. You could bring a curse on yourself. At the same time, we want everybody to be free to receive. But this is somebody's seed. And this is somebody's need. Or somebody's desire. And we pray and release our faith around here. That the right thing winds up in the right hands. Now the only way that can happen. Is that the Lord's directing it and guiding it. How many can believe with us on that today? Let's release our faith. Let's do it right now. Hallelujah. Say it out loud. Pray it out loud with me. Father God. We ask in the name of Jesus. That every one of these seeds wind up in the right hands. That the right thing goes to the right person at the right time. We ask you to guide it. Direct it. In Jesus' name. And get glory to yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. So it will happen just that way. I said it'll happen just that way. In the beginning days of the church, you remember that the Bible said, Acts 2, they all got filled with the Spirit, spoke in tongues. And then in Acts uh, 3 and 4, you see healings, and then you see great generosity and liberality. People were selling houses and land. Remember that? Properties. And I mean there was a flow of giving like had not been seen in that community before. When you get full of the Spirit. When you get full of God. When you get full of love. Things are not as important to you as people are anymore. Huh? And I'm not just talking about just indiscriminately throwing away your stuff. You can waste it. But you're willing to let God use it as an expression of love. Now when the father received this boy and he hugged him, that meant something to him. But how many know it also meant something to him when he put that robe on him? Huh? 
It's just the thing. That robe is not going to last forever. But did it mean something to that boy? Did it make him feel accepted? You don't put nice uh, expensive clothing on somebody or something that you care nothing about. If you're more carried about, I don't know how clean that boy was. Last last we saw him, he's over at the pig pen. Is that right? I don't know. Maybe he stopped at the creek and washed up some before he came to the house. I don't know. But I doubt he was perfect. And some people would have been more concerned about getting a little dirt or pig stink on on their uh, Armani. Come on, are you listening? Wouldn't they be? They'd go, oh dear Lord, no, don't get that next to him. But that's because you think too much of things and not enough of people. And that ring must have been a nice ring, must have been an expensive ring. But he didn't care how much it was worth and how much it cost because this boy is worth more to him. Is that right? And by putting that expensive ring on that boy's hand, it ministers to the boy. He's looking at that ring. How many think there was some tears of joy going on? He looked at that ring. He thought, Daddy, Daddy, that's your good ring. He said, I know it. Now it's yours. Oh, Daddy, Daddy. But I, but I, hush, you back home. Turn that music up some more. <laughs> huh? You want another steak, boy? Sit down. Here, you need another steak. Are we getting insight into the Father's heart? Is this what we're going to experience when we get to heaven? And can we experience some of it right here, right now? We can have days of heaven on this earth. Do you believe it, saints? Everybody said out loud. People are more important than money. People are more important than things. One of the biggest reasons we believe in prosperity around here, we believe in God adding to us nice things and nice stuff is because of its ability and use to minister to people. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Master. Let me finish reading this. What's our next verse? I got excited. He said, Lo, Father, these many years I serve you, and neither transgressed your commandment any time, yet you never gave me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this your son, you won't even call him his brother, which come has devoured your living with harlots, you kill for him the fatted calf. You know, every time people of God get revelation and get free and prosper and get healed and want to celebrate, there's always some religious-minded folks around that don't like it. They're like, hmm, they're too carnal, they're too wild, they're too this, they're too materialistic, they're too that. Yeah, and you're too much of a grouch. The Bible said the joy of the Lord is your strength. Anybody here believe in the joy of the Lord? The joy of the Lord. Say it out loud. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Well, we need to let it out. Not keep it bottled up. We want to hear some laughing around here today. Huh? I said we want to hear some laughing. Some rejoicing. Some giving thanks. Some being glad. Hmm? And you don't have to get choked up and close up. 
I mean, do like the little kids. I, man, I delight in it. Uh, Celebration Sunday, this has happened many times. I feel a bump on the back of my leg. And I look down, and it's a little tyke on a new bike. <laughs> They're going, see my bike, Brother Keith, see my... Oh, man, hallelujah, it's time to celebrate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, you can do that when you're 50 years old, too. Yeah. Or 75. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You can say, look, Brother Keith, see my new knife. Look, Brother Keith. <laughs> and I'll shout with you right there. we go, Whoo! Glory to God. All this. Well. That's nice. That ain't God. I said it's not God. It's stuffy. It's stayed. It's pride. It's fear. What's somebody going to think? No, we're reading the Bible. What do we see in the Bible? God rejoices over people coming in. He rejoices over people coming back. And when he does, he breaks out the good stuff. Doesn't he? He breaks out the good stuff. He breaks out the good beef and the good clothes and the good jewelry and the good shoes. And they play the music loud and they dance and they celebrate. We're reading the New Testament. I said we're reading the New Testament. But here this boy came in. He's upset. He's mad. The father said, son. When he said, you never gave me a kid of the goats. to say, Is that true? That's not true. Because the Bible said the Father divided unto them. And here's the, here's the sad thing. This boy could have been having parties every other weekend. And was too religious to know it. Hmm? He could have been enjoying all kind of good things at Father's house. He could have been celebrating. He could have had a life full of joy and full of gladness. But he was all tied up in himself. Judging other people. He said son you're always with me. And all that I have. Is thine. Now here's something we hadn't grasped. The Bible says. That all God has. Is ours. Jesus said the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Is to take what is his. And to show it to us. And in the ages to come. Paul talked about He said everything. Life, death, uh, things to come, heaven. He said, all of these things are yours. We have all that God has. We had not found out about it. It's going to take eternity to find out about it and enjoy it. But we can enjoy the first fruits of it, the, the first part of our inheritance right here and now. Amen. Say it out loud. God, fill this place all day long. With your joy, with your peace, with your presence, with your love, with your grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we'll praise him, he will. If we'll thank him, if we'll keep our mind there, he will. He will. He said, son, you're with me. All the time, all that I have is yours. Keep reading. It was meet, it was right that we should make merry and be glad. It was right. Don't let some wet blankets come and rain on your parade. Huh? Because they're the ones that's wrong. Rejoicing and being glad is right. Hmm? Don't let dep- depressed ones and sad sacks and grouchy grumblers come and rain on your parade and take your joy away from you. Hold on to your joy. Hold on to your peace. 
your excitement and your gladness. You hear us say all the time around here, how would you know if you're in faith? How would you know if you're believing God? Come on, tell me, how would you know? How would you? You get excited. You get excited. What are you excited about? Are the best days behind us? Huh? Have we peaked? And it's all over but the hard times now? Or does the path of the just shine brighter and brighter until the full day's sun? Like the kids were saying, what about the plan he's planned for us? It's a good plan. Good thoughts give you an expected end. Fulfill your desires. He said it was right, meet and right that we should make merry and be glad. For this your brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. That's what God celebrates over. And we're right there with him celebrating as well. Stand on your feet, everybody. Oh, praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. (coughs) Thank you, Father. The scripture says in Romans 2, it says the goodness of God leads to repentance. His goodness and kindness. That's why the devil wants people to think God is hard and mean because that will cause them to stay away. But when you see the truth and you know how good he really is and how kind, how accepting, forgiving, restoring it causes you to run to him. And so I want us to release faith right now. Anybody that needs to come to him or come back to him all day long. We're not just going to have an, an altar call just right now. The, the opportunity is available all day long. And you can find anybody in these shirts that Phyllis was talking about. They'll pray with you. They will... Uh, Uh, rejoice with you in coming to God or coming back to him, any of us around here. You can talk to any of us and ask us about the Lord and ask us about our our life of faith. And you'll find that people will tell you the truth around here. It's not a bunch of phony stuff. The truth makes you free. So let's release faith. How many would join faith with me that everybody that needs to come to him today will come on in? Everybody that needs to come back today, come on back. Come on back to him. Come on back to their relationships. Come on back to those that God joined them to. Today is a day of reunion and restoration and rejoicing and gladness. Hallelujah. And eating and drinking and good clothes and jewelry and shoes and dancing and music. Hallelujah. That's our God. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would draw by your spirit so wonderfully. Reveal the goodness of God to our little ones, our young people, all of us, our, everyone visiting, everyone for the first time or returning, where they need to connect with you 
and come to you or come back to you, we're asking it. Draw by your Holy Spirit and move by your Holy Spirit. I come against fear. I come against that which condemns and confuses. I bind it up. I forbid it to operate here on this property today in Jesus' name. Anything that would hinder people from coming to the Lord or coming back, I break it and I bind it up in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for a free flow of love and grace and blessing abounding in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We, uh, Dave, you get ready to pray.